This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Getsy Health Podcast. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's been a fun week <laughs> over here. So as we record this, um, what day is it today? It's uh, the 19th of April. I literally asked today, is this month April or March? Like for some reason, my brain is stuck in March. And it, my friend, no. so this, okay, fun story guys, before we get into this. My friend was telling my daughter, Satori, that she was 41 years old. And I'm like, no, you're 40. And she said, I had my birthday three weeks ago and I was mortified. I missed her birthday. And she lives in our she house. Lives again. In our- <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even notice. Well, We're terrible no, friends. No, it's not that. It's just the whole world is kind of stopped. Yeah. It feels like the year 2040. What's What does that mean? Meaning like, I feel like it's been 20 years. Oh, right. Right. And, and we're still in April of 2020. Now, if you're listening to this podcast in like 2021, 2022, <laughs> like um, if that's assuming the government allows free speech still, um, <laughs> this we're, we're talking about time during COVID-19, the whole, you know, country shutting down thing, people trying to figure out what's going on. Hopefully, if you're listening to this in the year 2021 or 2022, we have figured out what we're dealing with, what this monster really is. Is it really a big baddie or not? I don't know. We don't know. We're still figuring that out. We're waiting. The The jury is still out. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. here, here's the crazy thing, though. Speaking of government and free speech, the uh, the Instagram or the Facebook, mm. I guess, is what it really is. They're they're censoring people like crazy right they now, are. and that's not what we're talking about today. But we're talking about kids supplementation. <laughs> but but this is something that we just need to like get out of our yeah. brains real quick so that we can mm-hmm. focus on this because it's it's ridiculous. They're capping views for anyone who talks about alternative health, right? And this is not necessarily controversial stuff. These aren't people telling you that if you go drink your own urine, that you're going to live forever and be cured of coronavirus. They're telling you to take like vitamin D and vitamin C to boost your immune system. It's super basic, empowering information. Y'all, this is terrifying, not because of what they're censoring, but just the fact that they're censoring this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's terrifying because where else are we supposed to go? To the mainstream media. Well, that's where they want us to go. That's that's where our attention is being cattled towards, funneled towards. It's So if you're interested in actually learning about building up your health and you want to hear about something other than hang tight in your basement until the vaccine comes along, yeah. then I don't know what you're going to do. You have to be pretty active and seek it out. Right. Because exactly. it's going to get harder and harder for you to find it from your usual sources. Totally. Right. Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Jess. Who else did you mention? Dr. Joseph Arena. Joseph Arena. There's a bunch of other. Gutsy Mom, right? Our own our own Instagram yeah. account. I've been. Censored. Censored. Completely censored. I started comparing data between Sweden and other countries. And my primary goal to share that data was to stop the fear mongering that's happening on a mass scale. And to, to let people understand um, that 
information and statistics are being weaponized to push agendas. Mm -hmm. And ever since talking about that, and I've actually been censored a few times earlier this week, but it was like small little stories. Actually, it's been happening since this whole thing started back Mm -hmm. in March. We noticed a significant drop in views, even mm -hmm. though follower counts were increasing. Right. And so anyways, today was the most blatant where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been, uh, my viewership has been capped at a thousand and so it's like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it. <laughs> like, this is happening. And, you, you know, I, I know some people out there think that we're extreme, but we're really not. Um, we, Maybe we are. All, all we really want is for people to be independent, free thinkers and yeah. to not take for granted that what you're being told by the establishment is mm-hmm. is the God-given truth. Right. Because we've, hopefully, if you've listened to much of what we talk about, the opposite is very often the case that yeah. what you are being taught by the establishment is not just unhelpful, but it's hurting you in many cases. Right, exactly. And to kind of transition to what we meant to talk about today, one of the the pieces of information that has recently come to light is that the uh, the acid blockers or heartburn medication, when given to children, mm-hmm. increases your, their risk of a bone fracture. Yep. I've since I posted that, I've had four moms tell me that their kids have been on that mm-hmm. and that they have experienced multiple bone fra- bone fractures and stuff. So, and and how really many of you, how many of you out there listening to this, have been? recommended a, a heartburn medication for your child. Mm -hmm. I bet a lot of you, because it seems to be a more and more common treatment these days for kids, which just blows my mind. We're called extreme yet. We're giving these doctors are giving medications that used to be only given to like 60 year old men to five-year-old kids. Mm -hmm. Babies. I'm, I'm having mom. Babies. my five-month-old is on an acid blocker. All right, this is just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind that we are okay with this, that as yeah. a society we say, oh yeah, that's normal. This is not normal. It's not. We are not the extreme ones. Right. That system is what's extreme. It is. Well, it, what infuriates me the most is informed consent. It's not happening. Like how many, how many of you, if you were given the recommendation to, to give your child a heartburn medication, how many of those doctors told you, Oh, by the way, you might have an increased risk of cancer, right? You might have an increased risk of, of bone fractures. Mm -hmm. None, None of them. Oh, and by the way, this might mess up your child's natural acid production for the rest of their life. Well, and to top that off, acid production is crucial for breaking down proteins, Proteins are crucial for healing and repairing. Stomach acid is crucial for the absorption of B vitamins. You know, having those B vitamins like broken out of the food so you can actually absorb it. I'm sure we've talked about this, right? Have we talked about this? We have on like, I think the digestion one, but it's oh, yeah. good to recap. All right. But, but you guys like stomach acidity. And I talk about this all the time, like all the time on Instagram, Stomach acidity is the holy grail to digestive health. Mm-hmm. You screw that up and your digestion is screwed. And if your means, digestion mm-hmm. is screwed, everything else is screwed, especially for a child, because children are trying to develop at a very rapid rate. Super and rapid. And if their bodies lose access to vital nutrients, mm-hmm. how are they going to grow? How are they going to get stronger? How exactly. are they going to develop properly? Right. They won't. Right. You guys, if you are not digesting 
properly. You are not absorbing properly. If you are not absorbing properly, you are not healing properly. And this is why we live in a society that is engorged with food and still starving to death. Totally. Exactly. And, and there's, yeah, they crave sugar all the time and they crave calories all the time. They're like, but I'm eating all the time and I'm starving. Mm -hmm. Well, this is why, because your body isn't getting what it needs. It is, it is starving. You're getting calories, but you're not getting nutrients and the body needs nutrients in order for its processes to actually happen. And once again, this is so, so important for developing bodies for children Mm -hmm. because we talk about this all the time. Are you going to build a house of straw sticks or bricks? Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, Oh my gosh, you followers are amazing. Cause they've actually created the hashtag body of bricks or something or Isn't it house of bricks. House of bricks. They, mm-hmm. they hashtag now I see, cause I didn't make the hashtag. So my, and I have mom brain, you guys, but house of bricks. And I love that. They say I'm working on my hashtag house of bricks mm-hmm. or eating for my hashtag house of bricks. And I love it, you guys. And it goes for everybody, but so much more so for children, because you are establishing the patterns in their body. You are basically writing the code that will determine what issues or strengths their bodies have for the rest of their lives. Not to put any pressure on you. No pressure. (laughs) No big deal. But seriously, if you get a child off to a bad start with poor nutrition, it will haunt them for the rest of their lives. Even into their thirties and forties, they can start eating perfectly healthy and they're going to have these lingering issues Yeah, and it's going to be so hard for them to make up that lost time. Yep. Whereas if you start them on a strong foundation now, right. they can get away with so much bad decision-making later on, yep. which will help them survive college <laughs> yep. and not have major issues later. I'm laughing because Tennyson always says, mom, when I grow up, I'm going to buy all the candy and eat it all the time. And I'm like, you know what, honey, that's fine. Because when you're in my house, my job is to make sure you have the healthiest body I can gift you. And then you can leave this house and you can do whatever you want with it. But at least I made it strong. But here's the (laughs) other thing that Tennyson does. He's our six-year-old. He actually pays attention to what is good for him and what's not right. We have to be very careful not to let that become an anxiety for him, but he's aware and he, he recognizes that there is a quality factor with foods and that is going to serve him in so many ways. So not only are we hopefully helping to build a nice, strong foundation in his body, right at the cellular level, but we're also creating a strong foundation of understanding in his brain Mm -hmm. where he says, Oh, food can be healing, right? Right. Food equals health. He's super aware that when he eats, you know, junk food, that he doesn't feel good. He really knows. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't say a word. Like I don't use shaming words or terminologies or subconscious messages. No, not even a little bit. And, um, and he will bring it up to me. He'll be like, I think I feel this way because I ate a piece of pizza at school or I ate, you know, and sometimes I'll have to be like, oh, honey, don't worry. Just sometimes we just don't feel good, mm-hmm. you know, but he's, he's connecting dots. And here's the thing about health and wellness, you guys. Um, I know we are going to get into children's supplementation and we, whatnot, we are, I promise. But, but this is important this because is important. this is, this is the foundation underneath the supplements. This is, this is what, um, what we're trying to teach Tennyson is what, you guys have all been robbed of. 
And that was confidence in your body and your health. Let me explain that a little bit further. I feel like half of my hair DNA analyses and consults that I do, half of the the session is helping my clients understand that they feel jaded because no one has told them this ever in their life. It's a sense of their betrayal, parents, right? It, they're complete, like, and the word that they are looking for is betrayal. Mm-hmm. That they are frustrated that they have to do this now and that no one told them that what they were doing before was hurting them. Mm-hmm. A teacher didn't tell them. A parent didn't tell them. A news network didn't tell them. Like PBS didn't tell them. Their doctor didn't tell their them. Their doctor didn't tell them. In fact, part of the betrayal is going to their doctors and their doctors failing them over and over. Now, the messages we have had as children growing up is, I break a leg, I go to the doctor, they fix it. I have a sore stomach, I go to the doctor, they fix it. We're now adults, we're going to our doctors and they're hurting us more and more and more. So we have these stories of betrayal and we are processing that. And so talking about children's health today is you are we need to empower them with knowledge. They need to understand their bodies. They need to understand that what they put in their mouths is going to have a biochemical reaction. So make sure it's a good one. I think we have, have we spoken, we did a podcast episode about like child-led weaning. We spoke Mm -hmm. about chemicals. We spoke about development. Today we're going to be, I think that was released. Wasn't it in February or January? With Morgan? No, it was the one after Morgan. Just with us. It was just us talking. Yeah, I think that was in February. It was in January because it came January. out. I, either way, guys. End of January, beginning of February. It's a really good episode. Um, but today, more specifically, we're going to be talking about supplementation. I think we should touch on MTHFR stuff. Okay. People ask about MTHFR a ton. And yeah. I, we have Satori. She's got some pretty, pretty loud red flags when it comes to MTHFR gene mutations that we are currently supporting and we want to educate you so that you can support that too. So, and we'll explain what MTHFR is so that you even know what you're looking for. Yes. But, but what we really want to focus on today is just is supplementation necessary for children? If so, what are the best recommendations, right? right? How much and what kinds? Let's start with like newborns and then like move up shall we? Okay. But just in case we haven't made this clear yet, you cannot substitute healthy eating with supplements. No. No amount of supplementation is going to make up for a bad diet. Right. So I love the um, analogy Carlin call um, on one of our podcast episodes brought up with the the house that's on fire, right? Mm -hmm. And then do you want one like water hose on there or 10. Mm -hmm. Well, in life, we also throw gas on Mm -hmm. that fire, right? So you can't throw gas on that fire and then utilize one hose on it because that, that gas on that fire is going to create massive explosions. And there you are with your teeny tiny hose of supplements, right? To get rid of the the gas canisters and use multiple Mm -hmm lines of water hoses. Mm -hmm. And today we're just going to be talking about one line of water hose and that's supplementation, which is still a pretty big one. So let's go into it. Do we need to supplement newborns? Um, there, people talk about vitamin D with newborns. Mm -hmm. And I remember with my kids, there is like liquid drops that you can put, 
Um, so vitamin D, what are your thoughts on that? Mm, okay. So the reason they typically use vitamin D, and this is one that actually a lot of hospitals are using nowadays, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and they'll usually do it because there's indicators of like jaundice. Yeah. And so that's one of the fastest ways to help get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Is it necessary? Maybe. Mm-hmm. We don't know. That's, that's the best that I can say for you. Um, I, there, the sun. there's a lot of factors now getting a newborn out in the sun can be a little bit tricky, right? right? Probably easier than most of us would admit, but, but it, it is a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, is a vitamin D supplement actually the best way to help a newborn increase their vitamin D levels? I don't know. I don't either. How much, <laughs> how much vitamin D do you think is in breast milk? I have no idea. Are you going to look it up? Yes, I am. Okay, (laughs) look it up. Um, But while he's looking that up, I want to talk about um, if you cannot breastfeed, I I get this question like weekly, what formula is best for my child? Um, You guys, I'm a big, big fan of goat milk. And if you can't get like the real stuff, get powdered goat milk. And then um, there, look up Western A Price Foundation, mm-hmm. they have a formula. They have like a recipe, mm-hmm. a, a, like a, a infant formula recipe that utilizes goat milk as well as, isn't it like nutritional yeast or something? I don't know. I should know this. We should have looked this up before the podcast episode. Well, yeah. I mean, our, our goal is not to make this a comprehensive, um, here's what you do. Right. We just want to make people aware of- That there are these tools. The issues and the tools out there mm-hmm. so that you can go look this up and figure yeah. out what's going to work best for you. Please look at the ingredients of um, of all these powdered milks because the first ingredient is often um, rice syrup or corn syrup. And um, why are we giving sugar as the first ingredient to these poor little newborns? No, it blows no, my mind. To be fair, sugar is important to newborns because it's very easy to digest, mm-hmm. right? But the sugar that newborns would typically get in a traditional situation would be what? Lactose. Lactose. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's in milk. And lactose is a, a fairly sugar. simple thing to break down into sugar. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that when we're making a, a supplement formula that we need to be loading that up with sugar. foreign types of sugar that right. the, the, the baby would not normally be getting. Right. Did you find out about the vitamin D? So, yeah, I mean, it, the answer is kind of what I thought. It, mm-hmm. The amount of vitamin D in breast milk kind of depends on the amount of vitamin D mom that mom gets. has. Mm-hmm. And that's going to go kind of across the board when it comes to breast milk quality. Yeah. Right. So take cod liver oil, you guys. Because mm-hmm. what mom eats, baby eats. Mm-hmm. So, and that that's our preferred method of helping. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. Our preferred method would be sunlight. Yeah, mom should be getting sunlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the next best option, and if you need an extra boost because of whatever reason, then cod liver oil mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yep, and also has great EPA DHA, which is great for breast milk and baby's brains mm-hmm. and all that. So, and and this is something I didn't realize before, but. Breast milk or milk in general also, or what am I talking about? Cod liver oil. Cod liver oil oh. is also rich in vitamin F. Yes. Have we talked about vitamin F on the podcast? No. It's not really a vitamin. Right. Um, now, this goes back to kind of the the oldies, right? Mm-hmm. The Weston Price, the Royal Lees. They talked about vitamin F because back then they were still figuring out what exactly a vitamin is. But it's basically a bunch of essential fatty acids, mm-hmm. in particular, arachidonic acid yeah. to some extent, also linoleic acid, linolenic acid. 
But these have very important roles when it comes to calcium distribution in the body. They help to pull calcium out of the bloodstream and into the tissues. And what's so cool about cod liver oil in particular is that it has this vitamin F or arachidonic acid. It also has vitamin D, which helps pull calcium from the gut into the bloodstream, which means that we've got our full distribution network built into this little cod liver pearl. It's great. That's how you're getting it. Or this spoonful. Mm -hmm. So you're able to get it out of your food, into your bloodstream, out of your bloodstream, into your tissues, which means that calcium can get everywhere it needs to go in your body and do what it's supposed to do. Right. So yay for cod liver oil, basically. Seriously, it's wonderful. And that's why it's one of my baseline recommendations that I tell people, just say cod liver oil. You're hitting so many points there. And it's just, it's functional. It's a functional supplement, really, Mm -hmm. without the synthetics. Now, make sure that when you are moms, moms of newborns. Um, I don't like cod liver oils with synthetic vitamins. So it'll have like the alpha to the, the D colocalciferol and then the colocalciferol and all that. So Mm. um, make sure it just says vitamin D from cod liver oil, vitamin Mm. A from, and I think we talked about these in our other supplementation episodes. episodes. Mm -hmm. So you can go check that out. But, um, but for the newborns, you know, breast milk is a fantastic way to make sure they're getting everything that they need. Mm-hmm. If you as as the provider of the breast milk or whoever that is has also a nutrient rich diet. Right. But here's what we know. For one, uh mom's body will prioritize the breast milk, which mm-hmm. means that if she is not getting a super nutrient rich mm-hmm. intake of food, she's going to suffer, right? right? The baby will be prioritized. And that means that she'll start to notice nutrient deficiencies in her own body. Which will lead to autoimmune issues, which will lead to like hair falling out and, you know, Mm -hmm. all of these fun things. We also know though, that if it gets bad enough, then the milk itself suffers. And vitamin D is a great example of that. Yeah. So you can potentially be depriving both mother and infant of essential nutrients if the diet isn't rich in those things. Mm -hmm. So eat a nutrient rich diet. And that will help with milk supply, you know, not stressing about milk supply and then eating a nutrient dense uh, supply will help with your supply. Mm -hmm. So um, what's interesting is even while I had Graves disease, I still had tons of milk. Isn't that weird? Like I I think back to that. I'm like, I was as skinny as a rail Mm -hmm. and yet I was still feeding this ginormous Tennyson was ginormous. He was Mm -hmm. so big. So anyways, and I, and I attribute that to the food I ate and the boatload of supplements I was taking. Um, okay. Let's move on to toddlers. Um, in our last episode, the one that we did beginning of January or end of January, beginning of February, we talk about first foods and stuff. So we're not going to talk about that, but what should toddlers take as far as supplement goes? I always recommend Catalan chewable as well as cod liver oil. What, yep. what would you recommend? So I, I'm going to have to agree there. The, the Catalan is fantastic. It, it's a combination of plant foods and organs, mm-hmm. glandulars, and basically. As well as mushrooms. Mushrooms There's are in there. There's some mushrooms in there. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's a bunch of things in there. And, and basically what you get is this comprehensive list of micronutrients mm-hmm. that everybody needs. Right. And, and what, what the standard process people, it is made by standard process. And what they like to say is that for every brand new micronutrient that's discovered by science, if they go back and analyze Catalan, they mm-hmm. find that it's in there. Right. 
right? So, so you're getting everything you need, maybe not the amounts that you need, depending on the individual situation. But if you have a healthy kid and you just want to make sure that that kid continues to get all of the different micronutrients they need, Catalin is kind of the perfect way to do it. And what's really nice is they make a chewable version that kids tend to really love. Now, if you have like a one-year-old, you can crush it up and put it in their food and they won't even notice it. Mm -hmm. Um, Dosing, what about for like a one-year-old, would you recommend two Catalin a day? So so general dosing guidelines when it comes to a lot of supplements is well, I should say when it comes to the food-based supplements mm-hmm. out there. So standard process will fall into this category. Some other companies' products, they're not really food-based. And so these rules don't apply. Right. But what you do is if the child is less than 100 pounds, then you take what they do weigh, divide that by 100. And then that percentage is what you give them in terms of the dose. That, that, that sounded really confusing. That, I'm like, that so let me give some sense. examples. Let me give some examples. Let's so say you have your a child is 25 pounds. All right. Let's say you have a 25 pound child. And the dosage and is four tablets. The dosage is four tablets. Give You're going to give them 25% of that, right? 25 divided by 100, 25%. Yeah. Which is one tablet. One out of four. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, one tablet. If they weigh 50 pounds, two, then tablets. two tablets. 75 pounds, three tablets. Exactly. That'll make sense. If it's not an even number, let's say they're supposed to take six tablets yep. of something and they weigh 25 pounds, then you've got to get fancier. What's 25% of six, one and a half. Okay. Thank you for not asking me to do that. <laughs> You're welcome. So, because like my brain literally shut off. I'm like, like oh, he's ooh, talking math. math. He's talking math. I can like, I can not listen now. Anyway, <laughs> my point being though that don't don't stress it too much. If it happens yeah. to be one and a half tablets, no, you don't necessarily have to cut a tablet in half. One sometimes, two sometimes. Right. Right. Now, if you have spoken with a practitioner or something and they recommend more then obviously that's going to be different. We're talking general guidelines. So for Satori, for instance, we know she has absorption issues. So she takes four a day. And um, and that's just because there are things that we see in her that we're trying to make sure we are supporting and healing. But she takes that on top of other things that we will cover in the MTHFR segment of this episode. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's the Catalan. What about now? Now there's other options, by the way, in place of Catalan, um, the, maybe the closest other thing would be organ complex. Mm -hmm. And there are pros and cons of this. Yes. You, you I was going to say, though, there's a lot of cons because it doesn't taste good and it's hard to hide in food. Yes. So it that's, tastes like organs. So you, if yes. you open up, you'll, you'll have to open up the capsule. It's powdered organs, right? In these like little capsules, you have to open up the capsule and put it in food. And like, that's hard to hide in like applesauce or something like that. So, right. But here, here's a really important concept that relates to food and supplements. The earlier you start it, yeah. The more true. the kid thinks that this is just normal. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very true. If they don't have anything to compare it to, if it's not novel to them because they've been taking it for as long as they remember, right. then it's just what they do. Mm-hmm. We, we've, our kids eat all kinds of stuff right. that most kids would say no thank you to. Would you say the dosage is the same because the suggested is four per day for an adult? I would so follow they, the same the thing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Give, them, give them one. I mean- If they're 25 pounds, give them one. Something really important to remember with these is that they are concentrated food supplements, right? They're, they're not synthetic. They're not super doses of anything. It's just foods that have been compacted into a tiny little tablet. So right. 
for the most part, it's very difficult to have overdose. an overdose effect exactly. with these things. All right. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that so much. Right. But, um, but yeah, with the organs, I would say one, you know, if, if you do the, the paleo Valley, which we absolutely love, it's heart, kidney and liver. Yeah. Then one capsule, hide it in their green smoothie, right. whatever, and see what they do. They might not notice it. I don't know. You could also put it in their soups or anything Mm -hmm. savory, gravies, that kind of stuff, and see if they like it or not. Yep. That way you don't have to prepare liver. You can just open the capsule and put it in their food. That's right. Um, If you wanted to order the organ complex online, you just go to paleovalley.com. And you can use the discount code PROVOHEALTH10 for 10% off. Yep. So, um, so another thing, if you have a lot of kids, you guys, don't you don't have to get the cattle in chewable. You will go through that so, so fast. So what I recommend to moms that have like four or five, six children, buy the adult cattle in, mm-hmm. which has just a little bit over double the dose of the children. Mm-hmm. So for one adult Catalan. It's equal to like 2.2 children Catalan. Of the chewables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can take the, the adult Catalan and grind it up and put it in food or is put it, it in applesauce or something like that. And is so, the cost pretty comparable between think, the two? I think it might be a little cheaper. I don't know. The the regular Catalan? Yeah, the, re- the anyway, adult Catalan. So, so, so you, end up, you end up saving a bunch of money per dose, right? right. If you do it that way. And, exactly. And like Janique said, it'll last you longer. Open it up, hide it. Exactly. Crush, I've been crushing up the zinc liver chelate in uh, and putting that in Satori's little. I'll tell you guys what I do with Satori, but I've been putting that in her applesauce. She doesn't even notice it. She has yeah. no idea. So, so you guys, that is the multivitamin. Like again, this is the multivitamin that we recommend because it's food, it's organs, it's mushrooms, and we mm-hmm. we are go and listen to our podcast episode where we talk about like supplementation that was released. Uh, what's the date today, babe? The 19th. So that was released like April 12th. I can't do math. 13th around April 13th, 14th sometime. It'll be a couple weeks ago by the time right. this goes live. But. Yes. But um, we talk about synthetic vitamins and uh, why, you know, the, the benefit of eating whole food vitamins versus synthetic um, so go ahead and listen to that and you'll understand why we recommend what we do and not multivitamins. Also, most of the multivitamins are like gummies and they have tons of sugar mm-hmm. and I, don't, I just don't like that. It, it's just, uh, so, so I, I always say it. this to people, I'm going to say it again here. I do not like the idea of trying to Frankenstein together a whole yeah. bunch of nutrients into a pill. I, I just don't see people being able to replicate nature very effectively. Right. So most multivitamins, I'm just not into it. Right. I think I'm down with Catalan because they're, they are Frankensteining, but they're Frankensteining foods, Mm -hmm. which means that they're not trying to come up with the perfect ratio of all these different nutrients. Right. They're just shoving everything into a nice compact pill and then they're letting nature take over from there. Right. Exactly. So let's talk about cod liver oil for children. So is there a kids chewable? Is there a product so out there? We haven't found one yet. What, what we do with our kids and maybe our kids are just weird, but mm-hmm. they love to just chew on the cod liver pearls. Yeah. They love it. They, they, they actually steal more. Like they go into <laughs> right. our little drawer of supplements and they try to steal more. 
And we're like, no, only two a day. And they're yeah. like, but I want four. So, so pros and cons of the, the standard process cod liver oil pearls is that they do use a, a flavoring. In they there. do. And that's why the kids oh, love it so like much because there's like this slight yumminess to it. Um, All I taste is liver and fish. With the cod liver oil? Yeah, I don't figure. I wonder why. Um, (laughs) But but the kids love it. They just love it. So they'll chew it up and then they'll spit the shell out, Mm -hmm. which I think is great because they don't need the shell. That's just whatever stuff is in there. Um, But there's also, Rosita's makes a really good liquid cod liver oil. So you do it by the spoonful. And... Uh, you'll have to see how your kids do with it if you decide to yeah. go that route. Um, a lot of kids really don't mind it, mm-hmm. um, but it depends. Like if your kid's been raised on chicken nuggets and French fries, they might hate it. Right, exactly. And it's just a matter of getting them accustomed to new things, but mm-hmm. but you can do this. You totally. really can. Also, I said this earlier, but moms, you should also still be taking cod liver oil at this time, even when they're toddlers. Mm -hmm. It's just so good for your brain health. You should be taking it while you're pregnant um, because it also studies have shown that it helps to prevent uh, postpartum depression. So um, that and magnesium and trace minerals. And there's so many things that can help with that, but uh, make sure you are taking your fish oils as well still, and not Mm -hmm. just taking care of your babies, put your masks on to your oxygen mask before applying to your children. All right. So I'm thinking of, there's kind of four things that I think every toddler should be getting into mm-hmm. their daily regimen. Magnesium. Um, well, ah, that's potentially the fifth. You mm. just spoiled my, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so the four for sure that we've talked about the, the, some kind of, you know, organ slash catalin mm-hmm. multi, there's the cod liver oil to yeah. get the vitamin D vitamin A in there. Yeah. And then green smoothies, which we've talked about, but, that's basically nature's multivitamin right there. Yep. Right. Or one of them. And then bone broth, bone broth, which in soups and everything, this is, it's just so great for gut health, right? Yeah. It's so great for all those trace minerals, the micronutrients in mm. there. Fantastic. I'm going to make your list six because I think Eggs. zinc. Mm, we can okay. debate about zinc. We're, we're we going to debate, debate about, about it on this podcast right now, actually. Yeah. Well, once, let's, so, let's go. so you guys, moms, look at your kids' nails. Do they have white spots in their nails? If they do, they're zinc deficient. They're not. They're not absorbing zinc properly. They need a little bit more zinc. Now, just because they don't have white spots doesn't Does mean, mean they yeah. have enough zinc, though. That's so, not a, a guaranteed way to show it. So, a, a really good way of checking for zinc is Standard Process sells a zinc tincture. Lots of companies do. They yeah. make a zinc taste test. Yes. And so what you can do is you put this, it's it's like water looking. You put a dropper full in their mouths or your mouth and you hold it for 15 seconds mm-hmm. and you wait to see what you can taste. And um, if you don't taste anything, then um, you are zinc deficient. If you taste something very metallic and bitter, then that's when you are, when you have enough zinc. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really great way of testing yourself. Now, obviously with toddlers, it's going to be hard. It's going to be like, what do you taste, honey? And they're looking at you for a cue. You know, they're like, well, what am I supposed to taste, mom? You tell me, you know? So that's why I say looking at the nails is probably your best bet. Maybe like making sure that they're eating enough protein, like chicken. And, um, you know, if they are getting the organ complex, then there is zinc in the liver. Yeah. You can also get zinc. Well, zinc from red meat, Mm -hmm. um, zinc from nuts. Yep. Um, but, but again, check their nails. I always, I grew up with white spots on my nails 
my entire life. I still get them. Satori has them a lot. Tennyson mm-hmm. gets them occasionally. So check for zinc. Zinc is so important. It's good for thyroid function, immune function, hormone uh, function, all of these things. So, but, but here's why you may not want to just rush out and start yes. hyperdosing your family. Please don't zinc. do that. Do not overcorrect with zinc. Um, that, that's why I say get that taste. T- yeah. T- 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 I, I would highly recommend doing some kind of test before you jump into it because zinc in high doses can have various different problems in the short term. It can make you nauseous. Mm -hmm. If you get too much of it, especially on an empty stomach, it can make you sick. Mm -hmm. However, the best way to absorb it is on an empty stomach. So you have to play around with that a bit, but zinc can also mess around with your other mineral levels. So you don't want to necessarily take high doses of zinc because it could, for instance, cause a magnesium deficiency right, or a calcium deficiency, right? Or yeah. I mean, so, so we don't, we don't really want to just say, oh, go get 100 milligrams of zinc no. and take it every day. Um, with your kids, you probably only want to be giving them like 10 to 20 milligrams a day yeah. until they kind of catch up on their zinc levels. But but keep testing, like make sure that you have an idea of where they are before you're just throwing this at them. Other options though, you can get plenty of zinc from oysters and clams. There you go. And there's another food that, people generally don't like to eat, but they are awesome. I still don't like to eat them. (laughs) Shellfish. They've got zinc. Yucky. Well, anyways, but, but you can hide, you can hide clams for instance in a soup Yeah, and you'll hardly notice it except for the texture. Right. 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 And if you chop them up, then even the texture is Mm going to be totally well hidden. Yep. Okay. So let's, let's go back. So the organ based something like Catalan or organ complex, the cod liver oil, mm-hmm. you mentioned the green smoothie, green smoothies and bone eggs. broth. Oh, green smoothies, bone broth. Eggs are also eggs. fantastic. If you can tolerate them, they, they do tend to fall on the sensitivity foods list. Mm-hmm. So not everyone can do it. But so if your child has like eczema or something, or, you that, know, that may be a contributor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you want to be really mindful. Um, but, but, so before zinc, I would say magnesium is probably even yeah, more important. Way more important because our soils are so depleted in magnesium, guys. So the majority of us should be, especially if you're pregnant, uh, make sure you are supplementing with magnesium. If you're pregnant and exercising, even more so because you are going to burn through your magnesium. If you are highly stressed, you should take magnesium. We're going to burn through that. Um, But magnesium is excellent for their little bodies as well. Um, If your kid gets growing pains, um, if your kid is anxious, magnesium has like, I think over 400 functions in the body. It's Mm -hmm. like the second most abundant mineral in your body. To me, magnesium is the sexiest mineral on the planet because there are so many wonderful things it does, like helps people with migraine headaches. It helps relax your muscles. It helps with healthy, like muscle contract. Like, so when your muscles contract, there is a calcium receptor site. So the calcium binds to that receptor site, your muscle contracts. Well, magnesium replaces that calcium binding site and sits on there and then the muscle relaxes. So if you're having like a lot of twitching, a lot of cramping, 
it could be that you just have too much calcium and not enough magnesium. So balance out that calcium with that magnesium, guys. And we would like to get it from our leafy greens, but a lot of the times because of our soil issues, we're not getting enough Mm -hmm. for our stressful lifestyles. So supplement with it. Yeah, I do a lot of magnesium testing with people, uh, looking at their serum magnesium levels or their red blood cell magnesium levels. Mm -hmm. Almost everybody is deficient in magnesium. Really? Almost everybody. I believe. I've seen out of, out of close to 200 of these tests in the last year or so, I've seen maybe a dozen that might be generous that were in the optimal range when it came to the magnesium levels. And I can tell you that every single one of those dozen were supplementing. Yeah. And not a single one of those was supplementing with the most common brands that you buy at the store. What were they supplementing with? The ones who were actually successful were supplementing. Well, primarily it was actually magnesium gold yeah, from NutriGold I freaking love because they stuff. work with us, right? They know that we like it. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, I would say 80% of the time when they are having enough magnesium, it's because they're taking magnesium gold. Right. But there are other forms out there that are really great. And I, I think someone was doing a magnesium uh, three and eight that was mm-hmm. working pretty well for them. That's great. A magnesium glycinate was working pretty well for someone. So there's options out there, but it's usually not going to be the magnesium citrate. Yeah. It's usually not going to be the magnesium oxide. No. I have seen people do well with the uh, the the magnesium oils. You just have mm-hmm. to be very careful not to irritate your skin right. with it. it can burn a little bit. Um, or the Epsom salt baths. Mm-hmm. Those are surprisingly useful, mm-hmm. it looks like. Mm-hmm. So let's let's quickly break down the types of magnesium and which ones mm, we like. Do we want to? I think so, because people are going to want to leave this podcast being like, which one should I get for my child? So let's... Let, we'll go really fast. So the reason why we like the magnesium gold is because it's bound to rice bran, which is um, multiple amino acids. So yeah. it creates variety in the magnesium. So it can be absorbed in multiple different types of tissues because what happens is they take magnesium and they bind it to something, an amino acid, a substance, something. So uh, like magnesium glycinate, magnesium citrate, it's bound to these molecules. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the the binding, it could be a really hard binding or a soft binding, which allows it to release mm-hmm. like harder or easier. And so so that's why we like the NutriGold is because it's it's a plethora of amino acids. I think there's like 17 different forms of magnesium in magnesium mm-hmm. gold and they all function a little bit differently in your yeah, body. exactly. Some of them cross the blood-brain barrier, which mm-hmm. is so great for sleep, so great for anxiety, so great for cognitive function. Right. right? Some, some of them are for muscles. Some of them help with the muscles. Mm-hmm. Some of them help with, you know, making sure you're your colon muscles aren't too tight so that you aren't constipated. Right. That Um, sort of thing. So glycinate is a really great one for muscles too, and it has a really high absorption rate. And so glycinate would, I would say is my second favorite or one of them. Uh, Three and eight is really Three and eight's also great. I mean, yeah, I I have a hard time saying, oh, here's the order of awesomeness because they're different, right? Mm -hmm. And a different person's going to have a different need for a certain type of magnesium, which is why the the variety is so great. Mm -hmm. Um, Ones that I recommend as laxatives are the, is magnesium oxide and magnesium citrate. So the most 
famous magnesium citrate on the planet is the calm. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone uses that for relaxation and sleeping. You guys are pooping it out. I actually give that to Satori as a laxative. Yeah. So it works really well as a laxative, you guys. So I think about 50% of that is actually being absorbed. Also with the citrate, you want to be careful because citrate is oftentimes derived from corn. Mm. So if it's not organic, if it doesn't say GMO free, it's, it's from, it's from corn. It's from conventional corn, which can create allergies. We know you guys know how we feel about corn. We don't love it at all. Mm-mm. So you just want to be mindful. You know, what sprays did they put on that corn? What, like what chemicals are, were on that corn? You know, so, and, and I don't think I have actually come across an organic citrate, uh, magnesium citrate. I haven't found one yet. I I don't know. I think if a company was going to invest in a higher quality magnesium, they would probably just go to a different form altogether rather than finding an organic citrate. But um, in the interest of full disclosure, I don't love that Nutrigold uses rice for their amino acid chelates. Mm -hmm. Um, Rice, I I feel like we should be minimizing how much of that we get also for various reasons. But I know why they used it. And I also trust Nutrigold that they're getting the cleanest source possible when they do it. So, so there you go. And it's just such a tiny amount. So those are the, the big magnesiums that we, I think, I think that's, that's plenty for people to know. If we go through all the magnesiums, people will just get confused. So, okay. So for toddlers, magnesium, um, eggs, eggs, as long as they don't have allergies Mm -hmm. or histamine issues or any, you know, eczema, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was it, right? The magnesium, potentially the zinc. Um, one thing I want to add to that is minerals. You guys get your kids drinking minerals. Uh, minerals are so important and it will help keep them really well hydrated. So you mean trace minerals, right? Yes, trace minerals. Um, a few options out there. There's actually the trace minerals research brand, Concentrace. Mm-hmm. Concentrace. Your kids are going to have a hard time with that one. It tastes like pool water. Yeah, That's does. hard for adults to swallow. Mm-hmm. So uh, we really like superior electrolytes for that reason, because superior. theirs is delicious. They have four different flavors Yeah, uh, and kids just go crazy over it. Because it tastes like juice. And you it's can so feel awful. good because it's sweetened with real stevia leaf and right. it's not toxic to them. And once again, it, it does have rice in it mm-hmm. in the form of rice syrup solids. But very small amount of it. But small amounts. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's because the superior is actually formulated for athletes, but, and so they put their rice syrup in there for absorption, Mm. like for some like utilization, like your body absorbs better. So it's bound to that, but, um, but But it's right. And it's in small quantities Mm -hmm. and whatnot. I love the superior. The kids love the superior. Adults love the superior. Adults go crazy. I I was just talking to some friends of ours and they were like, is there like, is it okay if I'm doing 10 of these a day? (laughs) It's like, what did you say? It's like, yeah, I mean, the, the company themselves, they say that you can do it like 10 times a day. It's like, okay, you're at the upper limits. Right. Um, I, I tell people around four scoops is pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's so anyways, just be mindful. If you start getting like muscle cramping and all that, you know, headache, maybe you've had too much. There, there is not magnesium in it. Is mm-hmm. there? Not so, so don't expect that you're going to get your magnesium levels met with that, but no. it does have calcium, potassium, mm-hmm. um, sodium, obviously. Yeah. Sodium's in there. There's something else that I'm not thinking of as well. The bamboo stem. Well, no, no, there's another mineral specifically that's on the label there. Oh, I don't but, know. Um, but 
point being that if you do a ton of this, you could throw off some of your mineral balances. Right. Um, but but we're kind of getting out of the the territory of essentials when it comes to supplementation for toddlers, right? Mm-hmm. You, you do not have to do this. There are situations where it could be very, very helpful, yeah. but you're going to have a hard time deciding what those are without mm-hmm. really diving into what's yeah. going on with your kids, their specific situations, things like that. One thing with the superior guys, I use it for my kids' birthday parties as juice and kids can't even tell. No one complains. No one. They don't miss their fruit punch or they whatever. They don't. They really don't. The stuff they normally eat. freaking love that stuff. So yeah. it's, it's great. And I haven't had anyone complain about them yet. So there you go. All right, moving on. All right. What's our next topic? So we, young children, toddlers to young children. I think young children are same as toddlers. Yeah. I don't increase their dose. I don't know that uh, the recommendations really change as kids get older, just the amount that they take will go up, but you follow the same guidelines, right? Mm -hmm. You, You, find out how much they weigh compared to a hundred and then you adjust your dose up or down from there. Yeah. Um, once they're over a hundred pounds, you can give them an adult dose of right. all these food based supplements and right. you should be just fine there. Yep. So, um, now as they start getting into adolescence, you might find that specific needs increase mm-hmm. because they're going through some pretty major changes, right? right. They're, 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 changing at the fastest rate since they were infants. Yep. And so they're probably going to have an added need for a lot of nutrients, especially vitamins. Yeah. And you're going to want to make sure they're getting lots of sources of vitamins. Mm-hmm. So that could mean just more Catalan. Uh, in some cases, especially if you start to notice some emotional turbulence, mm-hmm. so to speak, you might want to up their B vitamin intake. Yeah. And um, there's, Different options for that. The, the organ complex actually would probably be my first choice for that. Yeah. But uh, Nutrigold has a, a B vitamin complex that's great, right? Vitamin B gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could also just make sure they're getting plenty of uh, real leafy food grains. sources of B vitamins, like red meat, things leafy like that. Leafy grains, that kind of stuff. Leafy grains, absolutely. Yeah. Now, is this a good time to talk about MTHFR stuff? Yeah, let, let's go into it because adolescence is where this is really going to start Super rearing its important. ugly head. Mm-hmm. So what is MTHFR? Uh, do you want me to do it or do you want yeah, me to do it? Go ahead, babe. Okay. So we all have gene mutations. It's just part of the natural human development process, which is where you kind of have the, the dominant gene that functions the way that we expect it to. But then some people will have these aberrations from the normal gene patterns. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those aberrations can lead to a difference in functionality. Right. So to get more specific with MTHFR, it's basically your body's methylation function, Mm -hmm. which is how it turns genes on and off. Yep. And if you have a mutation in this particular pathway, then it could, and that's a key word, could, affect how well your body is able to turn these genes on and off, which can lead to a whole broad variety of symptoms that may seem unrelated to each other. 
everything from sensitivity to medications to emotional liability, like we talked about with, you know, high anxiety, depression, all that stuff. Connective tissue disorders. It can cause connective tissue issues. Downloads syndrome and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. It's it's, depression, anxiety. It's, it's all across like your body's ability to detox. and, And just to give you an idea of this, I first came across the concept. It's been almost 10 years now. It actually, it's been 10 years now. And it was when I was a a therapist and I had a whole series of patients come to me who said, I've got this MTHFR gene mutation Mm -hmm. and I've had bipolar diagnosed since I was like six years old. Wow. Right. And, and at the time I was like, I don't even know what to do with this information. Yeah. But uh, then, you know, I kind of transitioned into more of the the health and nutrition world. And it's just as much of a thing. Mm -hmm. But here's the deal. People don't understand MTHFR very well. Or there's there's other genes, by the way. The COMT is also in there. MTHRR. There's there's lots of different gene mutations, but they all kind of relate to the same situation. But just because you have a mutation doesn't mean you have a dysfunction. Right. And that's really important because a lot of people, they, they get their ancestry DNA or their 23andMe DNA data. They send it into these different companies and the companies send them back a report that says, hey, here are all of your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Here are all the different diseases that you're more vulnerable to. Doesn't it have you like sign a disclaimer? Like we are not mm-hmm. responsible for any emotional distress. Well, yeah. So, so the one that we just did was Prometheus.com mm-hmm. and it's awesome because it's like 12 bucks, right. right? You pay just a little bit of money and they send you this whole report back, but they do have you sign a disclaimer, a waiver basically saying, Hey, listen, we're not responsible for the therapy that you need to go through as a result of finding out that you are mm-hmm. more prone to diseases X, Y, and Z. Right. And then when you do get the report, it's, it can be overwhelming because it'll tell you, oh, this gene mutation means you've got a two and a half times higher chance of heart disease. Yeah. This gene mutation means you've got a four times higher chance of this type of cancer. Yep. And yes, it'll tell you the good stuff too, but the average person is going to look at this and go, I'm screwed. Right. So I don't necessarily recommend doing it, mm-hmm. but if you do it, Keep in mind this very important principle. A mutation is not the same as a dysfunction. There are people with mutations that they function just as well as everybody else. Asymptomatic. Completely asymptomatic. So, you know, it's, we'll think of it like um, riding a bicycle. Mm -hmm. Some people ride their bike a little bit differently, right? right? They might ride, I don't know, on the side instead of facing forward. That doesn't mean that they're bad at it though. Right. It just works differently and they get the job done just as well. Exactly. You might be in that boat, but there are issues that can come up with enough of these gene mutations being present. Right. And in, in Janique's case and in my case, we both have a lot of these. Yeah. <laughs> we have some pretty dirty genes. So just to give you an idea of this, um, one of the things that can help with an MTHFR situation is getting extra choline in mm-hmm. your diet. Choline kind of, we'll say it just steps in to help with the methylation process. Right. And uh, in my case, I was told I need the equivalent of seven eggs worth of choline every day. That's a lot. That's a lot of eggs, I thought. <laughs> then we did Janique's and she needs 
Nine. Nine, <laughs> y'all. She needs nine eggs worth of choline, which is not to say she has to eat nine eggs every day. I do There's other ways to get choline. Yes. But that's how mutated <laughs> we are, right? And yeah. we haven't done this for our children yet. No. But I imagine with one parent needing seven eggs worth, one parent needing nine eggs worth, they're probably- In between those two. Probably not doing so hot in yeah. the choline yep. area, right? Yep. So we kind of assume, and because of my history of early onset cancer, mm-hmm. right? Johnique's got a history of stuff of her own. I don't know right. if you even want to go into that. But um, but we kind of assume that, okay, this is maybe a factor for us. Mm-hmm. So So let's talk about what can be helpful if you fall into that category. So- there's a product that we are currently liking right now. There's and there's a lot of companies that sell the equivalent of this. It's called Homocystex mm-hmm. by what is the company called? Do Seeking you know? Health. Seeking Health. Clear Labs also has a methyl balance mm-hmm. that's very similar to it. So if you are more familiar with Clear Labs, you can order it from Clear Labs too. Now there's tons, tons. If you were to Google um, methylated B supplement, right. you would find dozens and dozens. Mm-hmm. But but here's what. Our two favorite ones. And what's cool about these is you don't need them. You don't need them. But if you don't take one of them, here's what you have to get. Mm -hmm. You need to get an additional source of methylated B12. Mm -hmm. And methylated is just a fancy term for it's ready to go, right? It it doesn't have to borrow a methyl group from your body because your body is low on that and that's going to be a bad thing. So it's already there. Any nature-based B vitamin is already methylated, right? Only the synthetic stuff could be unmethylated. I didn't know that. So if you get your Bs from food, you're good to go, mm-hmm. which is why the Nutrigold B complex is fantastic because yeah. it's all food sourced for the most part, right? But here's what's interesting is you've been taking organ complex, right? Mm-hmm. And your homocysteine was still pretty high. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Well, because it's not just about the B vitamins, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's a dose issue. Right. And by the way, that's something I forgot to mention before. If you are unsure of whether or not these MTHFR genes are a problem for you, one of the best surefire ways to check that is to look at your homocysteine levels. Mm -hmm. If they're elevated, that's a good sign that you have a problem there. If you combine the fact that you've got these MTHFR mutations and high homocysteine, yeah, just assume you need to get the stuff. Well, and the reason why... Is because people are probably like, what? What is homocysteine? So through the methylation methylation cycle, homocysteine is produced, but it's supposed to be able to convert back to cysteine. So you have this back and forth, back and forth of homocysteine to cysteine. If there is this this bottlenecking effect that it is not able to convert back to cysteine because of methylation issues, um, then, then you get this buildup Build of homocysteine. And it's very inflammatory. Yeah, I was going to say it's extremely inflammatory. Like it damages proteins and stuff. And so. it, particularly bad for your cardiovascular system. Right. So it causes heart disease risk. Right. And so you don't want this buildup of homocysteine. You want it converting back to cysteine, which is a way more usable mm-hmm. molecule. Right. Um, and so, um, so, so check your homocysteine levels. Um, now Tristan started taking the homocystex and the organ complex just to cover all bases. Um, I started taking that once I did my DNA stuff and then we put our kids on it. Do you remember why? <laughs> Cause we did their hair analyses. Mm. And so we did their hair analyses and mm. both of them showed up with all of these B vitamins. And I'm like, mm. are you freaking kidding me? I'm giving them all of this Catalan 
and they still need bees like B12, B9. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> Mom and dad gave them bad genes and I'm really sorry. And so they've been taking half a homocystex um, every day. I open up the capsule and I just put it in. I make Satori her little cocktail of um, choline, half a choline, half a homocystex, um, the zinc. I crush that up in there. And then the essential C from... Um, what's it called? Uh, from Paleo Valley, Paleo Valley mm-hmm. the essential C. I give her the essential C because she doesn't heal really fast. Like me, we are both very slow healers. I, you just look at me wrong and I bruise, you know? So, um, I have bruises all up and down my legs. And so, um, and she does too. I mean, she's a kid, but she just takes like Tennyson heals like that. It's so fast. She will take weeks and weeks and weeks. And I noticed that ever since she was like a baby, and so I'm like, oh, you have mom's body. I'm really sorry. Right. <laughs> so, so, so real quick to get back to the, the homocysteine and what you need to do if you're not taking something like yeah. homocystics and you fall into this camp, which a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. but I do see a lot of people that are low on their B vitamins. So we've got B12, we've got B9, also known as folate. And we're talking specifically for children. I mean, for like kids that are going through. Well, we're talking about anyone who's got uh, methylation issues. So kids going through growth spurts, Mm -hmm. you know, puberty. So B12, B9 or folate, B6, Mm -hmm. riboflavin, which is another B vitamin. Yeah. Right. To some extent, thiamine's in there, although that tends not to relate to the the methylation as much. Mm -hmm. And then you also need um, either choline and or trimethylglycine, mm-hmm. which is TMG or also known as betaine. Mm-hmm. So you have this whole series of things that can help resolve the the methylation issues. Right. And yes, you can definitely try to hodgepodge that together with your diet. But what I've been finding is that usually because of digestive issues, people are not absorbing B vitamins yes. well enough. Mm-hmm. So they're not benefiting from the Bs that they're eating. And to be frank, a lot of people are just not eating enough B vitamins because they're not rich in grain products. I mean, some of them are, but not enough of them. So something like homocystex is just perfect because you cover all your bases there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really nice that way. It's a fast way to get yourself caught up again so that you don't run into those inflammation issues and the methylation issues and all of that. Right. Exactly. Um, so just be mindful with your teenagers, you guys, um, girls that are starting their menses soon, they need lots of support because we don't want to get them started on a bad foot of lots of inflammation and hormonal imbalances. And then doesn't even bring up anemia, right? If you've oh, got yeah. B vitamin issues, then you're going to have a hard time with your iron carrying capacity. And, and then yeah. if you have really heavy periods, mm. then I've seen some really low iron levels, like, yeah. like levels to where I'm surprised this woman, it's usually a woman because of heavy periods and whatever. I'm surprised they're even able to walk around much right. less take care of a bunch of kids. Right. Right. So you got to make sure you've got good B vitamins to make sure your red blood cells can do their job, which is to transport oxygen around your body Mm -hmm. so that you don't suffocate to death, basically. What's interesting with the organ complex is it has the perfect um, compounds to help recycle your red blood cells. Hmm. 
and to recycle your hemoglobin. So that's really important because um, a lot of people say I am anemic and I need more iron. And I'm like, well, you might need more copper actually. Yeah. Copper is part of an enzyme that helps you to directly recycle your iron and your hemoglobin. So, and, and a lot of times it's not an iron deficiency. It's an iron management issue, mm-hmm. right? It's usually there's something involving magnesium. That's not right. And they just need a ton more magnesium. Mm-hmm. There's copper. You mentioned goes into that. Um, vitamin D, vitamin A, both yeah. really important there. All these different pieces need to be in place. Vitamin C, like whole food vitamin C, not not ascorbic acid that not won't do the trick. Acid. Whole food vitamin C, all of these things need to be in place for your body to figure out what to do with iron right. so that it doesn't just float around in the system and cause even more inflammation. Exactly. And so I think that's it, guys. I think that's that covers everything in tedious detail on yeah. what we think kids should take. Hopefully the MTHFR stuff made sense for you guys that are watching your kids. You might suspect that they have some stuff going on. Uh, make sure to research dosing for sure. You know, we gave some guidelines, double check, always double check, you know, like go with your mom gut, mm-hmm. read up on it, you know, research it, uh, make sure, you know, talk with your doctors. Again, here's our little disclaimer. We are not doctors. Um, we just do this. (laughs) And, you know, if you want to be super crunchy about all this, you could bypass the supplements and just start giving your family organ meats Mm -hmm. and sardines and anchovies. And you could start growing your own vegetables with your own really enriched soil. Mm -hmm. With all the free time that you have. Well, that, that's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is what I'm describing (laughs) is the life of a woman back in like, 1890 Mm -hmm. when their entire existence was dedicated to the household and the, yeah, the farm, um, not always doable. Right. It's, it's something that we aspire to. (laughs) We we love the idea of having a garden maybe someday. Oh my gosh. Every year I'm like, this is the year. And this is when we're going to do it. And it never and we're probably not the only ones right now with right. everything going on around here with coronavirus. People are like, oh, maybe our food supply system is not as reliable as we always thought it was. Right. Things can go south pretty quickly. So, you know, maybe one of these days we'll bring an expert on in, in you know, the whole organic home farming yeah, and, nice. and talk about some things that people can do to get started there. But right. in the meantime to make sure that your family, especially your little ones are getting all the nutrients they need to grow strong and healthy bodies. Mm-hmm. This is what we think is best. This Absolutely. is what's what we do for our own children. Exactly. And um, one last thing, try to cut out the sugars as much as possible for them. Mm-hmm. They don't need it. Uh, refined carbs. Children these days eat lots of refined carbs, tons and tons and tons. It's in everything. Yeah. And so try to minimize that as much as possible. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a touchy subject because we, we feel like we are, um, not doing the best we can for our children by depriving. And I put this in like air quotes, depriving them Mm -hmm. of these yummy foods. And the thing is like, you are, you're doing them a favor, you know, like you are helping them not become addicted to sugary foods and very, um, stimulating foods. And, and something to understand is that your, your children's bodies are designed to want easy carbs mm-hmm. because they need a lot of energy. I mean, yeah. you've seen the way that they can run around. They, they right. burn it fast, but the types of easy carbs that their bodies are used to getting 
are going to be coming from once again, more natural sources. Right. It's going to be fruits mm-hmm. and you know, at, at at most, it's going to be like your maple syrup and your honey. And oatmeal. Tennyson loves oatmeal. He has a well, sure. So grains, right? Oatmeal in the morning. Mm-hmm. And and so those types of things, it's okay if they really love fruits and things like that. Right. You don't need to freak out that oh my gosh, my kid's eating too much fruit. Right. Make sure they're getting plenty of vegetables. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're getting plenty of good fats proteins and, and fats mm-hmm. as well. But don't stress it too much. You're yeah. going to be okay. The yeah. The key really is just trying to keep it to the natural foods. Totally. Try not to let them go nuts with the, you know, the sugars, the candies, the, the right. added synthetic junk. Totally. And that's it, you guys. Hopefully you learned something fun today. And by fun, I mean useful because maybe this isn't fun information. I don't know. But um, hopefully that you got something useful out of it. And we should probably have a link to all the supplements we recommended I bet people are going to want that. Okay. Let's do. We'll put a link up. What What should it be? Gutsy.ch forward slash kids dash supplements. You got it. There you go. So gutsy.ch forward slash kids dash supplements. And yep. we'll just have like a whole list, like a shopping cart list of all the supplements we spoke about today. Mm-hmm. And you, if you want, you can pick and choose which ones you want to purchase. Mm-hmm. And then like that way it's easy breezy. At the very least, it. it'll be a good reference list yes. for you. So you know what we're talking about and exactly. you can see it all. You can like screenshot that yeah. and just keep it for future use or whatever. So there you go, guys. Thanks for listening. If you did like this, share it with your friends or leave us a review or whatever. Yeah, definitely share it with everybody. And if you have follow-up questions, you'd like us to cover a topic yeah. related to this in more depth, let us know. Also, um, you guys, thank you for your really wonderful reviews. Those of you that have left, like I, we don't read them a lot just because I think it gives us anxiety. But I, I, <laughs> it up, does. I ended up like reading the reviews and they were amazing. Yeah, like, seriously. So great. You're so, so great. Our and we love is- to hear from you. We do. The reviews are, are a little anxiety provoking for us, but when people email and, and talk to us about it, it's so fun. It really is. It really is. So thank you. We have a, we have a great listenership and people that are just so they just love the information. And so we thank you. Yeah, just seriously. We make our jobs really, really easy. And this is, this is fun for us. This really is. And it's so awesome that people care what we have to say. I know. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Thanks. Until next time. We love you. Bye. Bye.